Well, Bills Mafia, it unfortunately looks like this is the end of the road for the for the Buffalo Bills this season. But in light of what Sean McDermott has reported when he was asked about a question that we will hear from him being asked during this post-game show, it does not look like the window of opportunity for a Super Bowl is closing, according to Sean McDermott. This is Buffalo Bills post-game finale. Switching now to NFL playoffs post-game. I am your host, Scott McGregor. And in a little bit, I will be joined by my co-hosts, Thomas McGregor and Ali Musa, a former member of Bell's Mafia and a former Dolphins fan, as we bring you the recap in one hour of Bill's post-game between the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen and the Cincinnati and the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow, as well as the battle between Patrick Mahomes and Trevor Lawrence. Patrick and Joe, as we record this podcast, are going to be getting set to face each other in another AFC Championship rematch. But because Josh Allen did not beat Joe Burrow, the neutral site will not take effect. Who will be remaining after AFC Championship weekend? Stay tuned to find out. This again is Buffalo Bills postgame on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. I will be joined in studio by Thomas McGregor, our co-host and host of On the Ice and Behind the Benches. But we may also be joined in studio by Ali Musa, host of All Over the Map. So stay tuned. You never know who's going to pop on in. All of it after a quick introduction and a quick commercial break. Welcome to the Sports for Beginners podcast, where we discuss everything and anything in the world of sports media. This is the post-game show with your host, Scott McGregor, in the studio. Remember, fans, whenever or before they drop the puck, before they throw first pitch, before we tip off, and before before they kick off, we bring to you the post the pre-game show, and then the post-game show follows right afterwards. Now let's get to your host, Scott McGregor, in the Sports for Beginners studio. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna. 
Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out All Over the Map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com. This game is over, and the Bills are once again victorious. Each week's going to be harder and harder. We're honed in on this week, and obviously it's different than the regular season. It's win or go home, so everything's on the line. We're going to be locked in, ready to go. In January football, it's just you, you kind of have to just lock and load and, and be at your best. Um, you know, every play matters. Fires to the end zone to Davis. Did he get both feet down? Touchdown, Buffalo! Every inch matters. Snared at the midfield marker. Every yard matters. One yard, fellas. Put on the big boys. The surge is pushing him forward to the first down marker. And that's the ball game. Bar none, this is the game of my favorite weekend in all the sports. The divisional round of the postseason. I think this game is everything. And I'll take you a step further. I, I really think this is akin to Championship Sunday. This is going to be an absolute show. Allen looking to run now. Going to fire to Knox. Caught in the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. I think this could be a game where Josh combines the five, maybe four in the air, one on the ground. I think Josh is going to absolutely take over this game, run for 75 yards, throw for over 300. Josh Allen, touchdown! Josh Allen does it himself, 36 yards! I feel like Josh Allen has already been a man on a mission. When you have a guy that's got a mission, got a, got a vision, and he's basically told people about that, now all of a sudden, guess what? People are going to hold him accountable to that. And he, you know, that's your goal. Are you professed it? You've confessed it. Now you've got to go out and seize it. They want to win the whole damn thing. And I think Josh is the right guy to do that. It's just been a dream, you know, to have these opportunities. I mean, they obviously they don't come around often. Being in the NFL, let alone playing in these kind of games that matter so much. I mean, I feel like it means everything to, to our teammates, and this is a dream come true. This doesn't come around too often. I mean, there's there's guys that, you know, have played in the league for 10 years and have never made the playoffs. Um, and for me to be able to uh, to be a part of a, such a great organization, a great team, um, to go out there during a divisional round uh, playoff game is, is an opportunity. Just having another home playoff game is huge because um, we got a pretty pretty distinct home field advantage when all the fans come up and show out like they did last weekend. Um, it's a uh, it's definitely an advantage to have, so we're super excited to be back in Orchard Park. They're out there four hours, five hours before the game, so it's just it's just something special to see, and you, and you know the city, city loves the team. And this is going to be in a fevered pitch, and everything that's been part of the Bills' equation this year, everything that's been part of Buffalo this year, on the field, off the field, I think the intensity, I think the throaty nature of the crowd, I think the ambiance is going to be second to none. When that energy's there and we got, you know, 60, 70,000 people screaming at the top of their lungs, um, it's about as loud as I've ever heard. And I've played in some big stadiums, even in college. There's something special about Orchard Park. 
it's going to be special. I mean, every time we play play down there in that stadium, it's always a special feeling. I mean, in the playoffs, there's there's no greater feeling, and I know they're going to bring that energy. I mean, I'm playing for my teammate who's playing for his teammate, so we're all playing for each other. Um, and as long as we're doing our job, as long as we're having the back of the guy next to us, um, I think the result will be pretty good. I truly believe that, you know, when you, when you hang out outside of the building, um, it creates a certain level of trust, you know, on the field. Like, you, you know where uh, that guy is going to be at. You just, you, you have that trust. You know what kind of person, you know, your teammate is. And you, you trust, without a doubt, that they're going to get their job done and do their 111th and, and be where they're supposed to be. Thanks, everybody, man. Thanks, everybody. No matter how we win, it's if we win. It's a one-week season. It's a one-week season. It's a one-week season. One-week season from here on out. That's it, man. Go one and up. That was the video that set the scene for Bills and Bengals rematch, sorta. And I say that as we welcome in Thomas to our post-game show, our final post-game show of the Buffalo Bills season, because the Buffalo Bills will not be going any where further this season they have now moved into the off season welcome in everybody i am your host scott mcgregor we're gonna hear from both head coaches of the show or sorry from both head coaches sean mcdermott and zach taylor we're here from we will hear from both quarterbacks and a few players the Bills going into the offseason yet again in defeat. But for Joe Burrow, he's got a match with Patrick Mahomes. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, we will have him. We will have some post-game reaction from Kansas City and Jacksonville. Well, maybe not Jacksonville, but we will have some post-game reaction from the Kansas City side of the ball as they come into this come into this Sunday, upcoming Sunday, I should say, Championship Sunday, awaiting the Cincinnati Bengals. So there are there are there is a couple of things that we learn when you go into a season and everybody is thinking that you're the favorite. But let me just be real quick here before we get into everything. Fans never think that you're the fate. One of the things that I want to say here, I I want I do not want to be biased, but Never think you're the favorite if you're an analyst because you never know when injuries are going to happen. Let me, ta- let me take you back to when the Bills got Von Miller. Everybody was saying that it's going to be Buffalo's year, but Von gets injured. Von got injured. 
And then, of course, we get Trey. Of course, we get Tredavious White back. We get. Uh, we we lost Jordan Poyer for a little bit. Now we might not have Trey or Jordan back until later in the season. Next next season, we'll see. Stefan Diggs. I mean. I don't know what the situation is with him, but look. I don't know what the situation is with you, Diggs, but I really hope that you stick around given the uh, given what we've gone through. I really, really hope that you stick around. I really hope that you do stick around, Diggs. I really do hope it. You can you can see the Buffalo Bills doing another post game show on all their platforms, including the Buffalo Bills app. It's all happening right now on the YouTube channel and wherever you're able to find it. Buffalo again. Well, injuries have happened. Calls that we didn't like happened on our turf this time. Well, we're going to bring now Thomas in, but before we do, this was the final game that the Bills would play at Highmark Stadium this season in Orchard Park, New York in front of 70,733 fans in attendance. We're going to give it to Thomas for the game stats in just a moment for this game, as well as Jacksonville and Kansas City. Jacksonville also going into a season of defeat. But their season going into defeat comes at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs. And before we get to that, because we're going to give Thomas game stats as well for that game as well. Well, at Arrowhead Stadium, at G-E-H-A Field at Arrowhead Stadium, which is the site of the rematch game for Cincinnati and Kansas City. It was played in Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri, in front of 73,220 fans in attendance. At this point, Kansas City and Cincinnati, it all comes down to this. One of you is going to end up Super Bowl, Super Bowl bound. We're going to get to the game stats in moments. We're going to give that over to Thomas. But Thomas, first, as a Bills fan, I'm I'm still in utter shock and utter disappointment after what after what had transpired. So maybe if you can enlighten us a little bit on what you feel went wrong in this game for the Bills or anything that you could take away from the Bills losing this game. Well, look, Bills. Well, look, Bills Mafia. Look, Scott. Um, you guys had a great season. 
and no one and no one could take that away from you. Not even the NFL could take it away from you. The problems for me started when they lost to Mar Hamlet. I'm not gonna jump into the whole situation because we already already know what happened. Not gonna jump into it to respect Demar Hamlin and Demar Hamlin's family. But, you know, injuries happen, and unfortunately, when they happen at this point in time, that's when you don't want them to happen. Now, I'm not, I'm not, now, let me finish here. Let me finish. I'm not here to tell Buffalo, you blew it. No, I'm not here to say that. Although I already said it, I'm not here to say that truthfully. Truthfully, I'm here to tell you that you played your hearts out, you went in, Damar Hamlin was there, watching from the sidelines with the stands. He tried he tried to pump up your crowd to make it go in your favor, Bill. But the reality of it is, you guys played a great season. You missed week 17 due to the cardiac arrest. And I think you all should be happy with the Bills right now. I mean, come on now. This is Buffalo we're talking about. They were the favorites for the Super Bowl. But it but if his but 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 let's look at it here. If Buffalo did win, we wouldn't be talking about Demar Hamlet's cardiac arrest. We wouldn't be talking about the game's poor performance or great performance, good performance, whatever the case was. No, we'd be talking about a team that we are still so very high on and we think deserves the Super Bowl. That did not happen. But now I ask you guys, if the situation was reversed and Buffalo was the winner and the Bengals were the losers, no offense to the Bengals fans in any in any in any way, shape, or form. Before I get down to the stat, the game stats here, but Scott, I'll ask you this, and we can ask Bills Mafia this as a question, either either on our WordPress site or they can email us at our podcast at email uh, Sports for Beginners eighty two thirty one. Or we can even put that question on Spotify for them to answer. But guys, I'd like to know from you guys, if the situation were were reversed, would Buffalo still have enough energy in the tank to take on a not-so-100% Kansas City Chiefs team and make the final push to a fifth Super Bowl appearance after four straight Super Bowls 
in past seasons where they went to the Super Bowl in those year in those years of that season ended up and ended up not finishing business, not winning the not winning the Super Bowl. That is my question to you, Bills Mafia Scott. I want to get your take on this. If a situation were reversed and we were talking Super Bowl, where do you see Buffalo? And would they have enough energy in the tank just win the AFC Championship game against a not 100% Kansas City Chiefs team in Patrick Mahomes? Well, well, I'm just going to start there, and I'll stop my share here for one second as we go. But... um. I'm just going to go out on a limb, guys, and say that even if the situation were reversed and we did beat Cincinnati, which is what we wanted, because the Bills are not because the Bills are not one to rush guys back from injury, especially when it comes to Tredavious White and Jordan Poyer, I. I honestly think that unless guys stepped up, the energy had ran out of the tank come come KC versus Buffalo. But if guys step up, even if the situation were reversed, if guys step up, then maybe, just maybe, we have a chance. Maybe, just maybe, we have a chance to hit, to hit the enemy where, to hit the enemy in our tracks where it hurts. But I'm not going to be mean on anybody here. I, I just will say this. If the situation were reversed, I do think Buffalo goes to the I do think Buffalo goes to the Super Bowl. And regardless who they play, whether it's whether it's the new quarterback, the third string quarterback for the 49ers, Brock Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, which by the way, the dude has been the that dude has been really good. He has been really good. But we're sticking with this post game to the AFC. So I'll wrap up my thought on this with in the end, it is what it is. But we just got to be better. We just got to use the losses that we do, that we do get in the playoffs as fuel to fuel us into next season and get us ready to go because we all remember Vaughn said in one of his post-game shows or say in one of his post-game conferences before he was out for the year he wasn't going to let a team beat him twice well Cincinnati didn't exactly beat us twice 
unless you count the no contest 7-3 or a 7-3 win over the Bengals. Because that wasn't about football. No. That was about the game of life. That wasn't about that wasn't about football. My hat goes off to the Bengals, the Chiefs, and everybody in the NFL who stepped up during the situation of Damar Hamlin. So the bill safety, Damar Hamlin. So my hat goes out to all of you. And to those remaining in the playoffs, I wish you the best of luck. Obviously, the Buffalo will try to get you back. We'll try to get it. We'll try to get it right in the next season. With that, I'll turn it back over to Thomas for our game stat. I'll turn it back over to Thomas with our game stats. And I'm going to allow him to share the screen. If he's going to share a screen. There's no need for me to share that screen here. There's no need for me to share that screen here. So I'm just going to tell you exactly how it all went down. Okay, then. All right, everyone. Hit us, uh, hit us with it. All right, everyone. Now that I have your complete attention, here we go. It is first half Buffalo, first half Bengals. And of course, most of the first half was Cincinnati, was all Cincinnati Bengals as they led a score 14 to nothing after one quarter of play. And of course, 17-7 was our score at the half. But when we're looking at the game stats here. So here we go. The possession time was playoff bound for the Cincinnati Bengals. It was 33 minutes 54 seconds for the time of possession on the Cincinnati Bengals. And then it was 26 minutes and 6 seconds for the Buffalo Bills on their time of possession. Cincinnati had 30 first downs. The Bills had 18 first downs. Once again, that's 30 first downs for the Bengals and 18 first downs for the Buffalo Bills. We're all even we're all even in the passing game here. 14 at 14 completions. For 14 attempts for both teams, 
in their pat in their passing point in their passing yards. The Bengals take the case on the rushing yards, thirteen to four. The Bengals had all three penalties. Bills had none. And third down, and they were six of ten from third down efficiency. Four of twelve the Buffalo Bills had in third down efficiency. Bengals never had a fourth down chance. Buffalo converted twice on three attempts of fourth down. And the total yards, as seen on our screen here, are the exact same yards I have here on my phone. And the total yards is the Cincinnati Bengals moving to Arrowhead Field. Arrowhead Field against the Kansas City Chiefs. 412 yards the 325 yards Buffalo Bills. The Bengals called 71 plays. The Bills called 62 plays. Bengals were 5 and 8, were 5.8 from the Average per yard per play, but the Bills were 5.2 average yards per play. Joe Burrow passed for 242 yards in the passing game, and Josh Allen takes the case with 265 passing yards. Completion attempts, Burrow was 23 for 36, and Allen was 25 of 40 of 42 in completion attempts. Yards per pass. We have six. Point five for the Bengals and 6.1 for the Bills. Sack yard loss. One take up 1.2 or one one for two Bengals and one for three sack yards lost on Buffalo. The Bengals make a case for rushing as they rushed 172 yards. Meanwhile, the Bills only rushed 63 yards. Meanwhile, yards per rush was 5.1. 
3.3. Now we go to red zone efficiency. And boy, this was interesting. We had one chance for the Buffalo Bills. They converted. Then they had another chance and they did not convert. We had a we had four chances for the Bengals. They converted on two of their four chances of the red zone. Goal to go efficiency. They were one for three. And the Bills were one for two. Who got the most penalties, you ask? The penalties here go as follow for the Bengals. It was nine for two. Two for nine, excuse me. And eight for 60. 60 penalties. Out. The Bills turned it over once. The Bengals didn't turn it over at all. Interception interception thrown. Allen throws one. Both teams never fumbled the ball. Burroughs throws none. Burrow had three touchdowns. Well, one it one of those touchdowns he had out of three. Allen had the one touchdown, and that's all they got. Two of the three touchdowns were rushing touchdowns. And two of The passing touchdowns were on the Bengals side. No defensive special teams. The Bengals returned the ball 46 yards. And the Bills returned the ball for 90 yards. Bengals were 2 of 25 in punt yards. One of 21 in kickoff yards. Four of 90 of kickoff yards for the Bills. But the Bills didn't get any punt yards. And the last thing we look at here where Bills did nothing was interception yards. One, one nothing Bengals. They didn't have any other things going in there. That is the game summary. That is your game stat. Once again, it is the Bengals moving on and not the Bills. They will face Chiefs at Arrowhead Field, scheduled for a nighttime game, and it should be. It should be a good one. It should be a good one to it should be a good one guys to watch it. since it's the second place Super Bowl champions the Bengals who were that close 
to becoming Super Bowl champions. But the Rams ended up winning. It should be a good one for the Super Bowl. It should be a good one. On the other side, I'll give you Kansas City and Jacksonville. And then, Scott, I think it's only fair since I'm going to be hosting on this podcast the AFC and NFC championship games. I think it's only fair we look at the NFC championship games before we hear for after we hear from our players indeed we will the first one to bring us in when we continue after this break we're going to hear from the first head coach and that will be head coach of your buffalo bills sean mcdermott followed by him zach taylor and then we will hear finally from andy reed We'll hear from both quarterbacks of Kansas City and Buffalo and Cincinnati. And we'll hear from one more Buffalo Bill before we look to the NFC. All of that still to come. Buffalo postgame. NFL postgame edition continues in moments right after this. Hey hockey fans, with the hockey season now officially underway, it's about time for all of that hockey content to return to its rightful place. And that's why this is our podcast specifically designed for hockey fans like you. So whether you're driving to work and need some help getting ready for your team before they drop the puck, or driving to the school to learn something new in life, Make On the Ice and Behind the Benches a part of your daily routine on Tuesdays and join me as your host on the podcast as we dive deeper into all hockey conversations with experts who know the game, former hockey players, coaches, and of course, everyone's worst enemy, the referees. So get ready for exclusive fantastic, entertaining, fun hockey content on this podcast, and join me, your host, Thomas McGregor, but co-host of the Sports for Beginners podcast, as we take this journey together on everything and anything in the hockey world. On the Ice and Behind the Benches is the neighboring podcast to a Sports for Beginners podcast that airs episodes every Thursdays, but for us, we air episodes every Tuesdays. And for more information, please visit the Facebook page of our neighboring podcast, the Sports for Beginners podcast Facebook page to be exact. I'm so excited to begin this journey with you, and I hope you hockey fans, old, new, fan or no fan are ready to join me on this journey as well that's on the ice and behind the benches with your host thomas mcgregor myself every tuesdays on all of your favorite podcasting platforms including spotify and if you want early access to early episodes of the podcast upload you can visit anchor.fm as soon as the episode 
has already been uploaded onto your favorite podcasting platform. It, should there be any delays to its launch, that's anchor.fm for early access on On the Ice and Behind the Benches episodes before they hit your platform. We are currently available on Spotify and air episodes every Tuesday. We've got post and reaction content now, but I am excited to join to have you join me on this journey. So don't miss it. And remember, on this podcast, nobody gets icing. Hey, uh, we'll go ahead and open up to your questions. John, uh, Matt Milano today in the locker room uh, said he felt like the team lacked energy. Given what was at stake, how do you how do you think something like that is allowed to happen? Yeah, I just think overall, um, you know, we, you know, when you when you get into a rhythm, they they got into a rhythm pretty quickly offensively, and we had a hard time getting them out of that rhythm. And then when you're on the field, um, and then offensively when you're not on the field and extending drives, it can affect the the energy a little bit, but. But the guys came out with with proper amount of energy, but when they're when they're in a rhythm offensively and you can't get off the field, that that's that can tend to to, to zap your energy a little bit. Um, but um, I thought the guys I thought the guys' effort was there. We just we didn't do do enough to win. How would you evaluate the line of scrimmage overall? Today? Yeah, you know when you, you've heard me talk about this before. If you want to if you want to win games on a consistent basis, that's where the game starts. It's, it's there and it's at the quarterback position and, and we didn't do enough. Uh, I would say overall at the line of scrimmage tonight, give the Bengals credit. Um, but you probably saw what I saw. Hey, Sean, this, this, these players have raised the expectations coming into the season. This is a this kind of result. If you're a Canadian. Hold on there for one moment. fans. we were, uh, we were, uh, hearing from Sean McDermott. We're going to start that again with Sean McDermott because we just hit an ad. So we're going to hit, so we're going to let that ad run by. And welcome back in, though, to our post-game show. It's the it's the Bills and the Bengals. It's the Chiefs and the Jags. Thomas, when he joins us again, is going to bring you the game stats of Bills Chiefs, and of course, Bengals and Jags. So Jags, Bills, so Jags and Chiefs, Bills and Bengals. It's come down to this. Bills and, sorry, Chiefs and Bengals. So who's going to win? Who's it going to be? It comes down to this. On it, uh, my shared screen is not really working here, so we're not going to share the screen. But regardless, let's get you back to Sean McDermott. Thomas is joining us here, so you know what? We are going to let him in. And without doing our shared screen, we're going to hear again, like we did off the top of this recording, we're going to hear once again back from Sean McDermott. John, uh, Matt Milano today in the locker room. Hey, uh, we'll go ahead and open up to your questions. John, uh, Matt Milano today in the locker room uh, said he felt like the team lacked energy. 
given what was at stake, how do you how do you think something like that is allowed to happen? Yeah, I just think overall, um, you know, we, you know, when you when you get into a rhythm, they they got into a rhythm pretty quickly offensively, and we had a hard time getting them out of that rhythm. And then when you're on the field, um, offensive when you're not on the field, extending drives, it can affect the, the energy a little bit. But but the guys came out with proper amount of energy. But when they're when they're in a rhythm offensively and you can't get off the field, that that's that can tend to to, to zap your energy a little bit. Uh, but um, I thought the guys. I thought the guys' effort was there. We just we didn't do do enough to win. How would you evaluate the line of scrimmage overall? Yeah, you know when you, you've heard me talk about this before. If you want to, if you want to win games on a consistent basis, that's where the game starts. It's it's there and it's at the quarterback position. And, and we didn't do enough. Uh, I would say overall at the line of scrimmage tonight. Give the Bengals credit, um, but you guys saw what I saw. Sean. Uh, keep their head up. You know, this is a tough league and it's a tough business that way. And you learn from things like this. Um, I'm, I'm proud of them, even though this this hurts. Proud of them and the way they handled themselves with class this year and, and the uh, and, and the ups and downs and adversity that that they faced. Um, and I think they'll they'll take that with them. Um, but for right now, um, you know, this stings. And uh, wish wish it was a different result. Coach, there seemed to be like some unsure footing in the conditions. Players on defense in particular feel they had to play more conservative at times because they actually sure. Yeah, no, it's you know, no excuses, Chris. It's, uh, they beat us. Uh, and give credit to them, they beat us. Uh, and, and they out physical us. Coach, uh, Cincinnati has some good balance on here to pass a game after our game. I think you put it, they had a feel that you guys. No. Uh, well, listen, I mean, everyone, we had a feel for them. It wasn't, a, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a surprise in terms of after that first really drive and a half, I thought we adjusted, knew, knew what they were doing uh, without getting into the details on it for you here. But, uh, you know, we had a, had a hard time stopping it at the same time. And, you know, the, the challenge with that offense is you commit to stopping the run and then they've got three really good receivers that one-on-one uh, -on -one are tough, one-on-one -on -one are tough matchups for you. So, uh, yeah, we, I thought we came in with a good game plan and we adjusted through it. And uh, at the end of the day, it wasn't enough. Are you uh, concerned that the Super Bowl window might No, no. That's a good football team. And you learn from things like this. You keep knocking on the door. That's what you do. You stay you stay steadfast in your, in your focus and your approach. You, you work your tail off. Um, again, that's a good football team. We just played and they, they, they played better than we did tonight. They coach better than we did tonight. And, uh, you know, we've got to learn from this and make the proper adjustments um, as we move forward. And uh, for staying in the moment tonight, I don't want to get into the evaluations and all that type of stuff, but uh, you know, obviously disappointing the result. John, you have Stefan. Well, he's a member of the Buffalo Bills. I mean, uh, he's a competitive guy. And uh, that's what makes him good is, is what you saw is he's very competitive, like we all are. Um, we work extremely hard at these jobs to, to, to be the best we can possibly be. And it hurts. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't want a guy that it, it doesn't hurt, right? So he put it all on the line out there. We put it all on the line. And tonight it wasn't good enough. And uh, that's, that's the part that stinks. Well, what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your, 
he was like halfway out the tunnel and I saw someone kind of bring him back in. And then I was told he left a short time later. Did you talk to him at all? Was there something issue happened? I just, he was in there when I addressed the team and and uh, that's what matters most. Hey, hey, Sharon, what do you sense of this maze with, with, with Josh Average? It's kind of how he handles what he has to do. Yeah, I mean, we all did. Um, and, you know, Josh, I thought did some good things. And like we all, we, we all want some place back as well. So, um, you know, sometimes we try to do too much overall. And, and um, you know, but it's, uh, you know, we all have to grow from this. And, you know, right now, just being in the moment, this is, this is, it stings. Like I said, and Josh is a heck of a competitor, as you guys know. Uh, I'll take him any day of the week, man, on our football team. and. Um, I love how competitive he is. And once again, we hit an ad here, so we're gonna play it through. We're gonna play it through. We're gonna play it through. We've hit an ad. We're gonna play it through the ad, and we are gonna get you back to Sean McDermott. So while we wait, Thomas. Why not give us the download of the stat as we're trying to get through Sean McDermott through these ads? Why not give us the download of our stats for the Jags and the and the Chiefs? Obviously, the big story of that game. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, we just received back to Sean McDermott. So let's get back to Sean. And Thomas is still going to give us the game stats when we continue. I'll take him any day of the week, man, on our football team. And um, I love how competitive he is. And you know, these are things you've got to learn from. Uh, we have to make the adjustments, the proper adjustments we need to make so we can move this organization and continue to move it forward uh, because that's the direction we're heading. John, all year, if you didn't win, you still found a way to make it tight. Every loss was yeah. close. Today, that didn't seem to be the case. Does it Does it matter at all? I mean, a loss in the last game, I know, we know what it means, but does it matter that you went out this way where it wasn't typical the way you guys played? Yeah. Um, it, the short answer is no, it doesn't matter. A loss is a loss and, and your season ends. Uh, the longer answer, and it'll be a discussion for another day, is is what 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 happened and what we have to do to get it changed. Um, and that's part of the adjustments that I mentioned earlier is we've got to be able to adjust um, from that as a coaching staff and, and beyond, right? So uh, that's what we have to do if, if we want to continue to knock knock at this door and move beyond. And where we were this year. You know, it's probably too soon to give a detailed response, but just your impressions of the growth of the relationship between Josh Allen and Ken Dorsey this year. First time play caller, Josh. How, how did that relationship develop throughout the year? And, and do you think it was a, a productive growth process? Well, I mean, we had two new play callers, both both uh, Ken and, and Matt Smiley, our special teams coordinator. So I thought. You know, anytime you go through your first year, you're gonna you're gonna learn a lot. You're gonna learn from the the highs. You're gonna learn from the lows, and uh, it's what you do with that with those with that education as you move forward that that, that really defines who you are as a coach. And 
and who we then become as an offense in this case or, or a special teams unit uh, with, with Coach Smiley. So, um, you know, those both of those two guys are, are hard workers, and, and I know it's important to them. And um, I thought in a lot of ways they did a really good job, and I'm sure they'll look back and find some ways that they want to improve as well. You have another number of key players that could not be with you next year. How do you navigate those conversations in the locker room over the next few days, just knowing that some of those significant players might not be around in the future? Yeah, well, those that's the that's the hard part of this business. Um, you know, I love every every person in that locker room for, for what they went through this year and, and how much time they put into it. I know how important it was to everyone. And it, it's been a, I know we came up short tonight, but a total team effort. And that doesn't happen. You don't get this far without that being the case um you know that being said that's a conversation for another for another day and, uh, and we'll see where it goes Well, I mean, like I said before, you work your tail off all season long. You work in the off season um, every day as hard as you can to be the best that you can. And uh, there's only one team, and we wanted it to be our team, and that's what hurts the most. And when you don't when you don't perform uh, up to your expectations internally, um, that hurts. And uh, you know, you just but as a competitor. You're only really left with one choice, and that is to pull your pull yourself together uh, in due time and uh, and find a way to get it done. And that's that's what we're steadfast. That's that that'll be the vision as we move forward here. So um, the goal hasn't changed and won't change for this organization. Um, and we got to continue to do everything we can to get there. And that's the goal. Would it be easier with the context of all the things that have to find a little more satisfaction quicker in this off season? That again, quote unquote, normal seasons of the things that you're proud of and all the things that you did accomplish. I'm most proud of the fact that the guys, the players, as young men, will take the lessons that they learned from this season and the adversity that they face. I think they'll take that with them through their lives as men. And I think that's that's what um, I think that's a that's a byproduct of the season. The goal, though, is still to to make it to and win the Super Bowl. So, um, just kind of staying in in buckets here. That that's that's what stings the most. And um, but the but the sport does teach you lessons as as a person. And I think they'll take that with them, sure. And I suppose this plays to Tim's question, but Demar's presence here was an important part of the story. I know we interacted team in the locker room, but what did that mean? What was said? What can you tell us about? Yeah, just generally speaking, um, out of respect for for the environment in there, um, you know, Demar Demar was in the locker room pregame, and and uh, you know his his um, just him being in the locker room, his presence, I think, was good for the guys, and and also hopefully good for him. Um, and I thought it was a pretty cool moment. Uh, the game wasn't trending the way we wanted it to, but when they put him on the big screen, and and uh, just a great moment, keeping perspective, of course, on where he was just a few weeks ago. Um, so. Super happy for him and, and thankful uh, that his health is returning. And I know he's, you know, he'll continue to take it one day at a time. Yeah, just we had 
um, not getting into the strategy, had something dialed up there. Didn't, they didn't give us the look that we wanted uh, and uh, got called off. So um, on the fourth down situation. So we were going to look to be, I guess, moderately aggressive right there, but didn't also want to end the game right then and there either. Down 14 felt like um, still wanted to give us a chance. Um, you know, I thought we'd give ourselves a chance if it didn't get called and didn't get executed, but had something dialed up there and uh, just didn't get the look we were looking for. And, and then, uh, you know, um, just we just offensively weren't on the field long enough. Getting into a rhythm, uh, they affected the quarterback, and, and we didn't affect their quarterback. And I think when you look at it in simple terms, that's uh, that's what the game boils down to most of the time is is when you can affect the, the opponent's quarterback and they can affect your quarterback. And um, I think that's uh, that's what was going on a lot tonight. You not affecting quarterback enough. Do you feel like you just didn't get enough, especially maybe from some of those young defensive lineman that you guys have been yeah i'm not i'm not going to point it to just one deal um you know you can start with me if you want to if you want to look anywhere to start with me uh, overall you got to be able to get pressure um in fact quarterback with four and i didn't think we did enough tonight overall and give them credit they, they did some good things and then flip it over to their side they were affecting the quarterback at times with four um but again, that's that's something we're going to need to look at as we move forward here. Sean, outside of a handful of plays a couple of weeks ago, this is the first time you got the chance to go against Joe Burrow on the field and there's much tape. But what did you see from him and how did you see him? He's a good quarterback. Um, again, to your point, you know, first real exposure to him over, over a true game here. And uh, he's smart. Um, and uh, he got the ball out of his hands at time and, and dumped the ball down to the to the back out of the backfield and checked the ball down and um, stayed, kept him on schedule. I thought that was when there was times where he held it and, and got the ball down the field. So um, they do a good job. He's extremely smart, um, does a good job staying on schedule. And, um, you know, they've got some pretty good weapons around him with, with those three guys in the back out of the backfield. And so, um, again, give them credit. And, uh, you know, we'll, again, have to continue to, to work on our, our side of things. Uh, I know you don't like to make excuses, but is there anything to just the cumulative effect of exhaustion of all the things you've gone through getting to this point, being somewhat drained? Yeah, no, no, this is what we work for. I told I told you guys that I mentioned it the last couple of weeks. I appreciate where you're coming from, that, that Joe, but um, this is what you work so hard for all off season, all season to get into the playoffs and and, and to make a push and and get to the Super Bowl and win it. Um, so there's no second place trophies. Um, you do learn valuable lessons from from this experience, and uh, and you put your you put your head down and go back to work. You put your head down, you go back to work. As you could probably notice if you are listening to us visually, if we go visual, the Penguins are back in action, and I will have the post game show for you after the game goes final between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Florida Panthers. The Penguins, by the way, the Penguins, by the way, as we record this podcast, are coming off a 2-1 loss in overtime to the New Jersey Devils. All right, Thomas, we're going to hear, before we get to the game stats, just to get it out of the way, we also do have Josh Allen. We're going to get it out of the way so that we only have Andy Reid to hear from. We're going to get it out of the way. We're going to hear right now 
from the Cincinnati Bengals head coach. And again, barring the ads that we had during Buffalo's post game, we will hopefully try to keep that as good that as good as possible. Try to avoid as many of those as possible. But as I said, time now to hear from the Cincinnati Bengals. This is head coach and before. Zach- and before and before and before we and before we hear from the head coach, I think it's a good idea. We just re- want to remind you that though the Bills post game shows may have come to an end on the content, the content providing Bills news, providing the NFL news hasn't stopped just yet. We're nearing the final stretch for the NFL fans. But if you want post-game reaction for your team that is still in the playoffs, then join me for your AFC and NFC Championship game post-game show on the Sports Ringers podcast happening after both games conclude, starting with the NFC first when that game concludes. And then it's the AFC Championship conclusion. Who will make it to the Super Bowl? One of those. Will the Bengals be back where they were against the Rams? Or is it time for somebody else to take second place? By the way, one one of those games will be recorded. As we get ready for Chiefs and Bengals at 6.30, that is when the AFC Championship game will kick off. 6.30 is the time of that start. So you'll see the NFC post game on Championship Sunday right after the game goes final, that game kicking off at 3 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. And then Monday, Thomas and I will bring you, because I will actually join him for the AFC division of the AFC edition of the post game show for championship weekend. Monday, we bring you the final score and the decider in the NFC and the AFC battling it out for the Super Bowl in Arizona in just two weeks after next week championship Sunday. Without the before, full the full show the full show of both post game shows will launch on the afternoon of Monday of Monday. So after championship Sunday is finished. But both shows by themselves will launch on Monday and Sunday, Sunday before Chiefs and Bengals will be the NFC Championship. And then it'll re-air in one piece, part of a double post-game show with the AFC Championship. All right, with that all being said, before we get 
to Zach Taylor, and I and I said we're gonna get to Zach Taylor, but before we get to him, let's find out what what the atmosphere was like. Let's find out what the atmosphere was like after the win. So here is, barring ads, here is the celebration telling you you're going to the AFC Championship game at Ar- in Arrowhead. Here is. Here are the boys after the game. Here are the boys. Here is the locker room speech for the Bengals after the 27 to 10 win. And this will immediately be followed by after Thomas gives us the game stats, if we have time. It will be immediately followed by Zach Taylor. Any way, shape, or form, just walk on the field and take care of business. The whole world knows that now. Love you guys. Hey, we talked last night. They're the best home playoff. Nobody. That classic who they chant. Who they chant. Mark that down. Who they chant. Who they chant. Mark that down in your calendar or in your note. What's the chant for the Cincinnati Bengals? Who they? All right, time now for Zach Taylor. We still got some time, so let's hear from Zach Taylor after the victory speech. And of course, 
let's just hear what he had to say to the media after beating the Bills. This is Zach Taylor. This is Zach Taylor after beating the Bills and moving on to Casey. Coming up again, and as Thomas mentioned, we are also going to talk about the NFC and who could possibly play the Chiefs or the Bengals. That actually will happen in our final segment where we will hear from quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals, and of course, after hearing from Andy Reid, we will hear from Patrick Mahomes. Right now, let's hear as we will wrap this segment up here before we do stars of the game because we may not have a lot of time. So we'll get quickly to stars of the game, game stats of the game for the Jaguars game, and we'll get to the game balls as well. They're still to come. Right now, let's hear now from Zach Taylor after the game went final. One more bill that we're going to hear from, by the way, is in a combined press conference. So hopefully, actually, you know what? We're just going to hear from Josh Allen. But you can hear all of the bills post game by heading over to at Buffalo Bills on YouTube. And you know what? We we are going to hear, though, from when, from Kawhi Shakir. We're going to hear from Kawhi Shakir just to send us out. But first, as we get ready to hear from Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Andy Reid, and then, of course, well, Andy Reid, of course, will be before Josh and and Joe, and then Patrick. We're gonna hear from 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 Khalil Shakir, Clyde Shakir, of the Buffalo Bills to send us out during our final segment, which is also when we are gonna talk about the NFC Championship divisional game. All coming up, but first, here is Zach Taylor, and then I'll throw it over to Thomas for the game stats from KC and Jacksonville. Uh, they walk on the field ready to attack, you know, and so we were taking the ball whether we were in the coin toss or not. So we lost, we won the coin toss, however you want to look at it. Uh, those guys want to walk on the field and start attacking other teams, and that's what happened for over 170 yards in this environment uh, to handle the noise the way they did to protect Joe the way that they did I thought our offensive line was outstanding you know and that's a credit to Duke the way that he's he's attacked the draft and attacked uh, all the roster management to get the right guys in here so we can endure situations like this uh, Derek Frazier Frank Pollock Justin Hill running backs coach uh, you know they did a great job getting those guys ready and then they executed when they needed to we're built for this. We're built for this. 
Uh, we don't care who's favored, who's not. Um, we're built for this, and and uh, we're excited to go on the road to Kansas City. We would never, we would never, ever do that. Ever. No. Oh, I did. I couldn't tell what that voice was. staff did a great job uh, formulating the plan. I thought our defensive line led the way, you know, by, by harassing him. And and everybody else fed off that. There was great communication in the back end. So, yes, yeah, to highlight the defensive end because they really got the party started. But I thought their whole defense played excellent throughout the whole game. Back on the left side, you see that Joe better and better as you guys see the playoffs. What does it say about his ability to play in close situations like this? Yeah, he's, he's the greatest, you know, and... Uh, he does a great job leading this team, managing the situations. The bigger the moment get, uh, the more calmer he gets, and the team feeds off of that. Run the ball for a minute when you know that he just throw it, get it probably, you know. But it, it's wise to let the clock run. But uh, he did a great job today. Did you make a decision? I'll, I'll come back to that. Did you make a decision at any point? Start the ball. Is that a weather deal? Is that a clock deal? Or... No, we felt good. I mean, you know, the two runs we had against him last game, we, we felt good about, you know, and so we, we dialed some of those up and some different ones. I thought Frank had a great point in the run game. Uh, Joe did a good job. Joe Burrow did a great job executing the, the checks that we needed to check. And, and man, when, when Nixon and uh, Samaja got the ball, they, they finished with yards after contact, I think, every single time. It was always two or three more than we thought we were going to get. And uh, that was a great job, great credit to those backs. Just going to take away their momentum, you know, and so we're playing great teams right now. And you got to be able to weather the storm because they're going to they're going to make plays. They're going to score points. And, you know, it's it's our defense picked us up every step of the way. It's on the offense, those points to turn the tide and regain the momentum. So our defense can catch their breath and go out there and get a stop like they did. So just just really complimentary team performance in all three phases. You know, I thought our specialists stepped up, and that was tough, tough environment. The snap's tough, the hold's tough, the kick's tough, the punt's tough. I thought they did a great job. Imagine the line as a whole, does Tab look like you're with Wyatt or something? How much appreciation do you have for what he's able to do and finish that game? He's the best. You know, that'll, that'll just um, add to his story, you know, to, to play through anything that's bothered him. Um, He's just, we're, we're thankful to have him kind of man in that center there. Just these moments, our, our whole team, you just look at the leadership at every position. Um, you know, we talked about last night, they were 13-1 at home in the playoffs. The best home winning percentage uh, in NFL history. And... I wanted to show that to the team because I knew what that would do to them. That wouldn't put fear in them that, oh, my God, we're walking into an environment that people don't win in. It was going to be the opposite for our guys. And So there you have it. There's Zach Taylor. So, Thomas, quickly, what were the game stats here as we, run, as we may be running out a little bit out of time here? I will be, be, I will be back to wrap this one up for you guys with the game balls and the stars of the game for Bills post game and NFL playoff post game. We'll look at the NFC 
game. I'll give you the game stats of that as well. I'll give you them through my phone, by the way. I will give that to you. But uh, that will be in our final break. Of course, we're going to hear from. Of course, we're going to hear from Josh Allen. We're going to hear from Clay Shakir. We're going to hear from Joe Burrow. We're going to hear from Andy Reid. And we're going to hear from Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, Clay Shakir, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow coming up after Andy Reid. But Thomas, quickly. All right, I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna speed. I'm gonna speed past this because we got six minutes. Game stats. Your time of possession. Jags it. Jags it. Game stats. Jags and Chiefs. Give it up. All right, everybody. I'm gonna. Fa- I'm gonna do my fastest three minutes mode of a uh, of a game stats here. Try to give you the meat and potatoes here. So your time of possession. The Jacksonville Jaguars finished with 12 minutes and 59 seconds of a time possession. The Kansas City Chiefs finished time possession with 35 minutes and one second. Kansas City had 23. Jacksonville had 20 first downs. Kansas City had 14 passing. Jacksonville had 11 passing. Seven and nine were the rushing for both Kansas City and Jacksonville. Kansas City suffered two penalties, was six of 12 in third down efficiency. Seven of 13 were the Jacksonville Jaguars. They had third. 349 yards and 362 yards for both teams. One team called 60 plays. The other team called 67 plays. One team had 5.8 yards per play, and the other team had 5.4 yards per play, totaling the passing yards of 217 and 218. For the Kansas City Chiefs, Jacksonville, that's 217 yards. Completion attempts and passing, Trevor Lawrence was 24 of 39. Patrick Mahomes was 27 of 37. A potential 5.9 in yards per pass and 5.0 yards per pass for Jacksonville. 12 12 out of 2 sacked yard lost for Jacksonville. 144 yard rushing for both teams. 19 rushes, 30 rushes for Kansas City. Jacksonville, 19, 7.6 yards per rush on Jacksonville, 4.8 rush for the Kansas City Chiefs. Three, they were three for three in goal to go efficiency. 
and three for three in red zone efficiency. Two for three red zone efficiency for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And one for two in goal to go efficiencies. Five penalties out of 40 for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Three penalties out of 30 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Two turnovers by the Kansas City Chief defense to Jacksonville. And no turnovers from the Kansas City offense. Jacksonville fumbled the ball once and recovered it once. Jacksonville threw one interception, two touchdowns, but Kansas City threw three touchdowns, both on the both on the both in the air. One touchdown was on the ground for Jacksonville, and one touchdown was in the air. Just like the game we revealed already. Defensive special teams, nothing there. Here is the final piece here. Return yards, 154 yards for Jacksonville and 24 yards for Kansas City. Both teams finish with three out of 23 punt, punt yards and three out of 131 yards for kickoff yards in Jacksonville. Kansas City leaps that for Jacksonville. And Kansas City is one for one in the interception yards. That is the game stats here. Let's take a quick break and send it back to Scott to wrap up the show. I will be back with you when the NFC Championship matchup of our show is up and running mm. after Scott gives you the game stats of those games. And my brother and I will finish it off with teeing up both games or a remind a reminder as we take as I send us into break that the AFC championship game is at 6 30 p.m. Eastern time and the NFC championship game is at three o'clock Eastern time in the afternoon. We'll take a break and come back into the studio. This is Buffalo Bills post game show Season finale on the post game for the NFL as they head to off season. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out all over the map with me, Ali Musa where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com. in everybody um really injuries uh pat obviously um tweaked his ankle um with jerry sneed hurt his nose uh pat was able to 
he came in, got x-rays, everything done, and then was able to come back in. Um, and then Legereus did the same thing. He was able to make sure everything was set and in a good position and came back in. So all in all, heck of a game. We appreciate the fans and uh, they were they were incredible. Um, I thought both sides of the ball uh, and special teams did a nice job tonight. Special teams was against one of the best teams in the, the league, special teams-wise. Pro, pro Bowl um, returner. And uh, that last point was a beautiful thing. Bucker, uh, a very seldom start with special teams, but Bucker um, kicked the ball well, and he also tackled. So that was, that was a big tackle. And then... Um, offensively, I, I thought the you know, the guys, I, I thought the whole group played well. It was great to see Chad come in um, uh, in that backup role, and I thought everybody kind of stepped their game up and and uh, had so much confidence in Chad, and uh, he, he executed. But I thought everybody around him did a nice job too. And then uh, Pacheco with. Uh, 95 yards or whatever he, he had there. I thought he did a tremendous job running the ball. Um, Hendrick, likewise, he he did a nice job too. So, and then uh, Kelsey. Every time I stand up here, I feel like he breaks another record. So he broke some record, and then he also had 98 yards and two TDs. And did a great job there. Defensively, listen, my hat goes off to the defense. Uh, you can't move forward in the NFL playoffs uh, if your defense doesn't play well. And I thought from the DBs to the defensive line to the linebackers that everybody was flying around making plays. And uh, I just, uh, again, my hat goes off to the guys for that. Um, they were incredible on third downs, first, second downs. To, you know, just played a great, a great game all the way around. My hat goes off to Spags and EB. And Tobe for the jobs that they did and the coaches. Um, I, you know, I wanted to mention Tony in the mix there too. I thought he, he had some nice plays for us being a, kind of the new kid on the block. He, he had some nice plays. Our young DBs, uh, again, stepping up. Watson with the, the interception. Uh, I mean, what, what a great job. The two turnovers were obviously huge uh, for us. And great team win. So that time's yours. Well, it was hard to get them out of the game, first of all. Uh, wanted to fight. And so um, we got them out, went to the x-ray, got, got an x-ray, looked at, taped. Uh, he came back and he said he felt good enough to be protected, you know, where, where he's not going to uh, get hurt. That's obviously the primary thing. Um, and he felt like his mobility was good enough where he could do that. So. Um, a few little things with him on the sideline to see where he's at. Put him in. It was a short leash. So if I felt like he was wasn't able to handle it, he would have been out back in. And so um, didn't look like it, but I thought he did a pretty good job. When he puts when he when he, when he goes back in, does that change of what you want to do? Uh, offensively, or is it just, you know, keep it? Yeah, we, we basically kept everything the same, you know, just kept it going. Uh, what we were doing before. Oh.
Yeah, we'll see. I, we'll see. I don't want to jump to things right now, but we'll, let, let's just see how it goes here. Next couple of days, um, it's going to be sore. I know. Let's see where he's at. He's had this before. Uh, we'll keep pushing through. Actually, against Jacksonville, whenever years ago, same same type of deal. So we make sure that main thing is to be safe. That's that's uh, or as safe as you can be on a football field. So um, that's it. That's the important thing. Coach, were you surprised it was so close? You had told us to expect that. Yeah, when you start doing, and you guys do this, when you start doing the studies on the, this game, this round right here, these games are one-score games normally. So I mean, it's a high, high percentage, and uh, so you buckle it up for four quarters, and you know it's going to come. To, I will tell you, I think Doug's done a phenomenal job. And their team is better than they were when they played us before. And, the sky's the limit for them. I mean, they're young. They believe in what they're being taught. And they play hard. So they're well coached. A hard time placing that drive right right now with the yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one to answer Adam's question about mobility. I mean, he did a, did a nice job that having to move around make that throw um so uh yeah i mean there were so many good there were good plays within the mix there of everything that was going on i've i'm blending all the plays but that's all right that's an ad right there but that is mr andy reed and still to come oh Excuse me. We got a little bit more of Andy Reid, so let's go back now to Andy Reid. Let's go back to one of the questions that he had there. But this is Andy Reid that we are hearing from, head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. And we welcome you back in to Bill's NFL postseason postgame show. Bill's play, Bill's postgame playoffs season finale of our Bills post-game continuation coverage, where we're continuing coverage of the NFL playoffs with the NFL. Yes, the NFL playoffs post-game is what we're switching it over to. I am your host, Scott McGregor. Thomas will join us around the back end of this show when we talk about the NFC and get you set up for NFC Championship. And AFC Championship Sunday. Let's get back now to Andy Reid after that ad. Yeah, that kind of told me he was okay. He was thinking he was okay. Yeah. I didn't want him to do that. No, I didn't want him to do that, but I didn't tell him. No, not tell me. You can't tell somebody that. If they can't do that, then they got to get out, get out of the games. Yeah. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. The best thing about that fight was everybody trusted Chad. That's the best part. That's the way he handles himself. Confidence the guys have in him. I thought they all stepped up. The old line did a nice job. Chad, well, first of all, Chad did a nice job getting the ball out on time, and, and the old line did a nice job. The run game, Pacheco had the long run. 
it was beautiful. And they blitzed on it, kind of got bumped back and kept going like he does. Uh, put together a nice run, nice drive on the whole the whole thing. But Chad, uh, you know, the guys the guys love Chad and they they play for him. So it was a it was a great deal. Yeah, you know, everybody contributed. Uh, Marquez, I mean, we had all the, we had a few plays for Marquez and they, they did a good job rolling the coverage that direction and, and he didn't hang his head. He just kept battling and battling and battling and, and ends up with a big touchdown for us. Uh, but you can say that about Juju. Juju went through the game, comes up with a huge catch on the sideline there. I've had a tremendous amount of trust in him uh, to throw the back shoulder throw. Coach Reed, did you get a sense on the sidelines that everyone wanted to up their game when Patrick was hobbled and there was a possibility he may not return? Yeah, I'd probably tell you, yeah. I mean, the guys were, I mean, they they're very protective, particularly the offensive line in general. So, you know, they were hooting and hollering about that, yeah, that nobody touches a quarterback. Coach, into that conversation where it didn't really like that conversation like it would be like me trying to ask you not to ask a question. No, it's a, listen, he's a tough kid. And so he wanted to be in there. He wanted to be competing. And uh, and that's, you know, uh, it's a tribute to, to him and his competitiveness. However, um, it, you know, you got to make sure he, he's okay, physically okay, where he can protect himself. And if if he can't, then he can't play. You, I mean, you have to go with the next guy. But he's, he's a tough nut. And he's very... <laughs> I tell you, he's competitive. He's very, very competitive. Hmm. Tough nut. Got a couple guys there that have played quarterback in college. Number one's one of them. So he'd have been probably number one up. All right, there you go. There's Andy Reid. Sorry if I was taking it away, so you probably weren't able to hear that. But again, tough nut. I mean, Chad had to come in to play this game for the Chiefs for the moment. We are going to hear now. I may now. I apologize. I spelled Kali Shakir's uh, name wrong. I apologize for that in our chat. But we're going to hear from him in a moment. But before we get down to what we're getting down to, because we got some business to get down to, we are going to now hear from Send money to loved ones abroad with Not not the ad, no. We're gonna hear from Patty Mahomes. So here comes Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen and Clay Shakir, as well as Joe Burrow, are coming up. But first, let's hear now from Patrick Mahomes. After the Jacksonville victory, the final again was 27 to 20. 
on Divisional Saturday when they were playing. So let's hear what Patrick had to say. Despite the fact that he came back into this game after or after the half break and after going down. So one would think he's not 100%, but let's hear what he had to say about it. So here he is. obviously didn't want to go back and see it. Uh, I didn't want to go get the x-rays or whatever it was. I wanted just to continue to play. Um, I told him I would do it at halftime. Um, but uh, Coach, I mean, in the best interest of me, uh, just made he made me go back there and, and get that x-ray before he put me back in the game. And for a while, I thought I could get a, get and play through it. And then he said, I'm not putting you back in, so you might as well go get the x-ray. And then if it's, if it's negative or whatever, I'll put you back in. So I ran back there, got the x-ray, and was able to play uh, finish the game. How are you feeling now? I was just talking about it. It feels better. I mean, it feels better than I thought it was going to be now. Um, obviously, I have a lot of drilling going right now, so we'll see how it feels. But uh, I'll hop right in the treatment today, tonight and uh, try to do whatever I can to be uh, as close to 100% uh, by next week. But luckily for us, we played the early game on Saturday, so we get an extra almost half a day that I can let that ankle rest. Knowing you, you didn't want to come out and take the chat. I mean, it, it's special, man. He's in the playoffs um you don't get it he doesn't get any reps during the week um and he prepares himself to be able to go in for stuff like that and then uh he got 98 yard drive backed up uh playoff game against a great opponent and uh, be able to drive the ball down the field make some big throws versus some pressure looks i mean they brought some heat whenever he came in the game um and he made some big throws and was able to get us into the end zone and that was a, a big point in the game because it was able to that gave me the ability to kind of come back and rest and wait till halftime until we kind of retaped and did everything we could to get me ready to go in the second half. No, nothing. I mean, no real treatment. He don't have time to get treatment and stuff like that. But I mean, you just put the spat on, uh, get it tight, uh, try to keep the swelling down, um, and then go out there and play. And they made me do a couple things in the locker room to show that I could move and protect myself if we if, if everything kind of uh came came pressure came whatever it was and i mean credit to the team offensive line did a great job in that second half protecting me i got the ball in my hands quickly and guys made plays um but it's a team sport for a reason and guys stepped up around me Yeah, you just got to be a competitor at the end of the day. I mean, not all, not all things are going to be perfect. Um, you have to find a way to make stuff happen. Obviously, I missed some throws. Uh, I would probably think I could have made if I would have been in the right the right foot position. But um, luckily for me, I'm not in the right foot position all the time, so I'm able to make some throws like that anyways. I'm not coming out of a playoff game unless they take me out. And so uh, I'm just going to play. I, I love this this sport too much. I love this game. Uh, I love playing with my teammates and being able to go out there and, and enjoy it together. And, we're, and we, we're, we prepare all year to be in the playoffs and to play in these games. And um, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to get back in the game. And, I mean, it's it's something that uh, I just love competing in this sport. And uh, pain is pain. And you got to deal with it either way. It seems that this is your
yeah, I mean, it, it's a credit to the, the team I have around me, the coaches I have around me, and the organization in general. I mean, we prepare ourselves every every year uh, from training camp in St. Joe's, uh, Missouri, to, to, to be here. But it takes a day-by-day process, and I think the coaches preach that, the players do that, and uh, the organization around us supports us in that mission. And so uh, it's we just try to do whatever we can to be in this position to get to this AFC Championship game, and then now we'll find a way to get to the Super Bowl, and that's going to take a great week of preparation and uh, practice. There was just a couple throws here and there where I tried to plant off that foot and it didn't let me kind of plant like I usually do. And so uh, a couple throws I didn't make, uh, I, I, t- I told Coach I want to still throw it downfield. And so we were able to make some throws there after the first few drives. And I think he got a little confidence that I could protect myself. Um, and so uh, credit to our defense, man, holding us in that game, uh, especially uh, after the start of that second half when I wasn't able to get stuff going. So they held us in that game, made some big plays at the end, um, and we were able to score enough points to win. Yeah, very, I mean, pretty nervous moments, man. I mean, I just, I always pray whenever stuff like that uh, comes around, man. And just, it's all in God's hands at the end of the day. And I just have to accept whatever it is and, and turn it into a positive. And so, uh, luckily for me, he, he blessed me to keep me injury free um, as far as breaks or anything like that. Um, and so now, how can I prepare my body uh, to be ready to go next week? And uh, I'll do, I'll start that tonight. And uh, that process will be uh, tough, but I'll be ready to go. Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be watching the game for sure. I mean, uh, there's, playoff football is the best time of the year, man, uh, just to be able to watch that. And so uh, I'll, I'll get the treatment and stuff like that, but the family's going to have to wait for a while because uh, I'll, I'll be getting that stuff done. Oh, no, they, they, don't, they don't ever show the TV, man. I, I've been back there. Uh, another like the divisional round, whenever the Brown the Browns the Browns game when Chad was playing, I didn't get to see like any of that until like the last drive. And so they they, they do a good job of not having the TVs going in there, so that I can't I have to focus on myself and get myself better more than focusing on the game. Have fourteen receptions, two touchdowns. What do you think is that? Yeah, man, it's, it's another guy just steps up, man. It seems like he gets better and better uh, in the playoffs as you get further and further in there. Um, and you need those type of guys, and uh, uh, he did a great job of making some tough, contested catches. Um, and uh, he's special, man. He's, he's a special player, uh, one of a kind player. Um, that's a, uh, one of the main reasons that we've been able to be in this position so many times. What's it like being uh, <clears throat> Yeah, no, it was it was a good job by everybody. I think everybody had a part in that drive. Everybody was making plays. Um, and that's, that's what championship teams do is that whenever stuff's not going their way uh, and it gets, the game gets tight, how do you how are you going to respond? And I went down, I kind of jumped and landed on the same ankle, but I had to find a way to, to get the ball in the end zone. And Marquez was there and I needed to make the throw. Um, and he stepped up, made a big play there at the end of the at the end of the game to win it. Last two, Neil. Seventy five thousand people thought this was going to be an easy game. What was it like being in a tight game with your situation, with your ankle and knowing your, your, your season's on the line? Yeah, I mean, I'm, first, I never think any playoff game is going to be easy. I mean, teams are here for a reason, um, and even if they are surprised in a sense or whatever it is, uh, they're here for a reason. They have the confidence that's going to be a great game. If you look at Wild Card Weekend or really the playoffs in general the last few years, every game seems like it's a one-score game. Um, and so uh, we, we came with the mentality that we were going to have to play to the very end, and obviously we had a, some adversity through there with some injuries and, and stuff like that, but I was proud of the, how the guys responded and were able to figure out a way to get the win. It's probably hard to separate, but like you're Thursday, get that kid out of play. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, you want to play. I mean, you just want to play because you, you, you. 
built that time from St. Joe. You've spent this time with your teammates and built up for this moment. And so you don't want to let guys down or whatever it is. You want to be in the game and be able to go out there and, and show off what you've worked for. But uh, I don't think it really was anything for the team because the team has so much belief in Chad and he's done it before. He's won divisional games uh, by coming in and, and playing. Um, so they had so much belief in Chad and you saw in that 98-yard drive. Um, it, 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 he ran the offense the way the offense is supposed to be ran. He threw it to the right guys and guys stepped up and made plays. Um, and so uh, that's what a great team does. It's not about one guy. It's about the whole team. Great. Hey. That's it. That's your quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs for you. A warrior. An absolute warrior. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, on the way. Before we get to them, and I'm not really sharing my screen here because I don't know what's going on with my Zoom, but regardless, we're going to get down to, as I bring back, we're going to get down to the game balls of the game. We're going to get down to the game stars of the game as we bring you Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. And as I mentioned, Kali, Kali Shakir will be a man that we, that we are going to hear from. We are going to start by hearing from Joe Burrow, then move over to the Buffalo Bills side. Before we hear from Joe Burrow, time for the game balls and stars of the game. Well, well, I guess we could say that the stars of the game were the quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, and uh, of course... <laughs> Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, but but you know any chance you get, I got to give some credit where credit is due, and I'm going to give it to Jamar Chase. Eight eight targets, five receptions, sixty one yards, twelve point two twelve point two average, a catch, a reception, one touchdown, twenty eight yards, the longest for Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow, he can beat you on the ground. He can beat you in the air. And boy, did he ever beat the Bills this weekend. He can beat you in the air. He can beat you on the ground. He had 31 yards in six rushing attempts, 21 yards Longest rush for him, no touchdowns. Mixon gets a touchdown, but 5.2 yards a carry for Burrow, no touchdown. But my goodness, I mean, he was good. <clears throat> he was good. I got to give credit to Jamar Chase, so that's why he's a star of the game as well. For the Buffalo Bills, I mean, there were a couple of stars of the game. There were a couple of stars of this game. First of all, Josh Allen. 25 of 42 attempts, completed passes, 265 yards. He did throw one INT, as you, as you heard Thomas go over earlier, which is, an, which is short for interceptions. He did not have a touchdown, but he did score a touchdown on the ground. He did score a touchdown on the ground. And uh, he did score a little. He did score a touchdown earlier 
on the ground. And um, he did score a touchdown on the ground with six yards, his longest rush, eight attempts, 26 yards, averaging 3.3 yards a carry, a rush, I'll say. Second guy, because we're going to do two per per guy, per team and a team for game balls and stars of the game. Second guy that's going to get a star of the game shout out, Kalai Shakir. <clears throat> two targets, two receptions, 40 yards, 23 yards, longest, longest resort receptive catch and he averaged 20 yards a catch 40 yards was his finish he did not he did not have a touchdown but josh was working hard game balls we're gonna get to in moments but as we go back to check to do some game some stars of the game for Jacksonville and and Kansas City. Let's just let's just go this way here and say that Trevor Lawrence 20 24 completions of 39 attempts, 217 yards, one interception, one touchdown pass for Trevor Lawrence. That's good enough for a star of the game. I want to also say Christian Kirk Captain Kirk, as he's known in Arizona, making four, making seven receptions on 14 targets, 52 yards, 7.4 yards average to catch, one touchdown for Christian Kirk. 15 yards was his longest catch rating. That's good enough for me to give you a star of the game for the Kansas City Chiefs just before we get to Joe Burrow. And Josh Allen, who are next. Patrick Mahomes, 22 completions of 30 attempts, 195 yards, two touchdowns, no INTs. Gonna give you, gonna give the Warrior Mahomes, the Warrior in Patrick Mahomes, to battle through an injury, especially to get back into the game, who you just heard from, by the way. I'm gonna give you a star of the game, my friend. And how about. McKinnon, how about this man? How about you, Jared McKinnon? 11 attempts on the rush, 25 yards, 2.3 yards a carry, no touchdowns. Seven was your longest yards, but you look like you were ready to go. Going to give game balls in moments, but before we go to there, but before we go there, it's time now to hear from the quarterback of the team that Patrick Mahomes will be facing. So let's hear right now from Joe Burrow as he prepares for Championship Sunday in, Arrow, in Arrowhead in Kansas City, Missouri. I guess January now. So I felt it feels like football on December. I guess January now. Almost February. That was fun. 
I mean, it was just one of their best games of the year. Rushing, pass blocking. I mean, it might be our most complete game of the season. I mean, first, first, first look, it was unbelievable. You know, I have to watch tape, but I mean, I felt nothing from that side all day. So the first drive looked like the first drive back on January second, except throwing the snow. Well, snow, snow doesn't affect ball too much. It's a little wet every now and then, but it's not like rain or wind or anything like that. So uh, we're confident in just about any weather there is. Not really, but that's how the game worked out. You know, our, our rush, Joe and Smaja were awesome. You know, my legs were effective when I needed them. I, I mean, complete game. We had a great game plan. Guys are making plays. Protection was holding up. We were running the ball well. It's just a complete game. Like I said, it's uh, not much to say about that one. They got to do what they got to do. I wouldn't say we used it as motivation, but. I definitely knew about it. What do you like about the way your offensive line played down three starter? How impressive was that view of that mixing up? What did you see from this? Yeah, it was really amazing all, all day. And then most impressive was the our four minute drive where we got three first downs running the football. And it's tough to run the football in in those situations, and they were able to, to get the job done for us. How is this team different? Uh one way they came to City last year, how this one? I think we're a more complete team. I think we're a better team. And we just seem to, to make plays when it counts. Oh, excuse that there for one second. Let me just bring that back. Sorry about that. I stopped that. Uh, let me just bring that back. And while we bring that back, I'm also setting up the Buffalo post game. We're going to hear from Josh Allen and Clyde Shakir. Gonna hear from them in just a second as I can try to set that up. They are coming up. So sorry about the stoppage there. We're gonna bring Joe Burrow back in just a moment. But we're also bringing you Josh Allen. We are bringing you. Clyde Shakir. They are coming up. Let's now get you back to Joe Burrow as we are running as we are running the end of it. We've heard from the head coaches. We're hearing from the quarterbacks. And we're hearing from one more LA player before we jump in. Sorry, we're hearing from one more Bills player before we jump in. Before we jump back in to, or before we jump into the NFC where Thomas will join us. So we're almost at, we're almost at the end of it.
Taylor. Kale Shakirs, who we're going to hear from coming up. Now, as as the as our as head coach Mike Sullivan put it, it's gonna it's gonna definitely sting. But I think it's also gonna lighten us up a bit. Shakir and Allen coming up in moments as we bring you back into the studio with our game balls segment coming up as well. Hopefully the Bills will take this into consideration and use it as fire for the next season. That's all I have to say. I think I think our line is better. I think our run game is better. I think our defense is better. Uh, I, I just think our special teams is better. We're just overall a uh, much better team than we were last year. We, you know, we like practicing outside in in inclement weather. I guess is that the right word? I think it's the right word. Uh, but we we like you don't get a ton of those, and so when we do get the snow, rain, wind practices, you, you got to take advantage of those and use those as reps for when you do get in these situations. That is, there you have it. That is Joe Burrow. Apologize for keeping you waiting with that. All right. Time now for Josh Allen and then Kalash and then Kalash Shakir. If you're key. coming up, they are now on the way. It's Shakir and Allen right now. We're gonna go to Allen, and then we're gonna get game balls. And then it's NFC time to look at in the playoff. We're going to look at who is in NFC Championship Sunday. And who, unfortunately, saw their season come to a, come to a halt. Here we go. Here's number 17 of your Buffalo Bills. One of the last people that we are going to hear post game from before we get to the game balls. And then, of course, as I mentioned, Shakir is coming up. There'll be lots more press conferences on the way as well because the Bills are talking with the media as we speak. Is that when the swallow? I mean, after the season you've had, to really kind of, kind of have a flat day today on both sides. Yeah. Um, 
Obviously, you want to you wanna win all of them. That's the way it goes sometimes. Um, they, had a good, they had a good game plan. Credit to those guys. They came out. They played hard. Um, they just didn't have today. Credit the offense, even the offense, finding the rhythm and the consistent production. What, what did they do specifically that kind of derailed? Um, I mean, I couldn't tell you exactly. Uh, watched the film, and maybe I can answer that a little bit better. We just couldn't find it. I thought we moved the ball um, when we had some of our possessions, but the two early three and outs um, just stalling throughout the throughout the game. That's you can't win football games that way. You know, like you were on your seat all day. It just—it's always rarely a time it seemed like in the pocket able to really do too much of anything in the pocket. Um, I mean, they got they got some good players on that team. So again, credit to those guys. Yeah, well, I'm I'm proud of our guys how we handled um, situations throughout the year. Um, you know, we could have made a lot of excuses throughout throughout the year of what was going on going on, but. Guys continued to fight. Um, you know, we, we wanted to win this one. We want to win them all. Um, those guys played better today. Uh, they buzzed me down from up top. I know it was uh, early in the game, but falling down how much how much tougher um like that so quick. Yeah, playing playing from behind is never fun. Um, but we had our opportunity to make it a one-score game before half, and uh, didn't take advantage of that. Um, didn't score a touchdown, on, you know, that first drive in the second half. We only got three. And against teams like this, with a quarterback like that, you're going to have to score six and seven. So um, we didn't do a good job, enough, a good enough job of that time. Guys, it didn't feel like they had a pulse on the guys were going on defensively those first practice since the start of the game Um. Again, they had, a, they had a good game plan. We, we we were expecting their best punch, and they came out and they punched us. Did the snow affect what you guys were able to do? No, not at all. Steph looked really frustrated. Obviously, y'all are hard. But what went into just not finding any success with it? Again, I'll, I'll get a better grasp of that after watching this. Um, fortunately, it's our last one, so it is what it is at this point. I grabbed a shot of him. Uh, you were on the bench, and he was. Speaking, he had his arms spread, and we just thought we'd leave the locker room early. Can you shed, you know, any light or insight into what Strider was doing? Uh, he's a fiery competitor. He wants the ball. And uh, whatever it was that we couldn't get him the ball tonight, um, you know, we're going to have to learn from That's the point in time, Josh, we can call the Bulls. I'm going to bring a question, Michael. Josh, obviously, last year I did a disappointment. Well, what are you feeling right now to not be able to get past the same Uh Again, disappointment. You, you play to win. Um, our goal is to win a, a Super Bowl, a World Championship, and we didn't accomplish that. So everything that happened this season is kind of null and void in our minds. And, uh, sucks. Your first year with Ken Jordan as offensive coordinator, I know it's kind of too early to win. Yeah, just the, the trust aspect of you know, what is Colin trying to be an extension of him. Um, I think statistically we're 
eerily similar or if not better than what we were last year. Um, so again, to come in and to have some of that same groove, um, you know, you can continue to build on that. Uh, yeah. Josh. Thanks. Um, obviously, Jamar was with you guys tonight. Was there anything specifically that stood out to you that he told you guys either before the game or at halftime? No, just his presence is uh, it's a warm feeling. And obviously, we, we wanted to play for him and um, continue our, our mission. And again, we just ran into a team that played better than us tonight. Thank you guys. Ran into a team that played better than us tonight. Well, well said, Josh. Well said. It's 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 hard to play against a team that plays better than you do, but like I said earlier, I think the Bills will be looking to win. Well, I mean, obviously the mission stays the same. As you heard Sean McDermott say, we're going to hear from Kyle Shakir in just moments. But let's get down to the game, balls of the game. And let's. And while we do that, let's welcome back Thomas here. I'm going to actually let him know that we're ready to go. As we're coming into the final moments of this segment, this is the final segment of the show. And as we wait for Thomas, we will, without sharing my screen, I will bring you game balls of the game. Each guy is going to get, or each team is going to get one game ball of the game. And we're going to start on Jacksonville side. When Thomas joins us, we are going to give out one star of the game to each player in the NFC and one game ball of the game to each player in the NFC. But before we do that, after we do it for the AFC, we're going to hear from Kyle Shakir. We're going to hear from Shakir. Quite Kael Shakir. We're going to hear from him. So let's start now. And the first game ball of the game is going to go to Chad Heaney. Chad Heaney. Five completions on seven attempts, no interceptions, one touchdown, 23 yards. I'm giving you a game ball, my friend, because first of all, you came in. When Patrick was hurt, and you you stepped up, my friend, you stepped up. So Chad Eney getting a game ball for Kansas City. We'll see who gets that reward after the Cincinnati KC game, which is a rematch at Arrowhead Stadium. We'll see. And I gotta give some credit as a game ball over to you know what 
we're going to give it back to Trevor Lawrence, but we're going to give it to him because of his ability to run the ball. But, well, well, actually, you know what? Let's give it to Hasty. Let's give it to the let's give it to their running back Hasty. J J Hasty. Let's give it to him. Four attempts, 36 yards, nine yards average. A carry, 23 longest was your longest rush. No touchdowns for you. My goodness. And the and the other guy ahead of you, 10 carries, 62 yards, 6.2 yards. One touchdown, 19 yards longest. Wow, okay. All right, so there you go. Game balls going to Jay Hasty for the going to Jay Hasty for they are going to Jay Hasty for the Jaguars and Patrick and Chad Heaney for the Kansas City Chiefs. NFC coming up, but first. Who's getting the game ball in Allen's game? Allen's last game of the season. Let's give some game ball. Let's give a game ball out to Dawson Knox. Seven targets, five receptions, 65 yards, 13 yards average to catch. No 20, no touchdowns, but 32 longest catch for Josh. Allen and the Bills. I would be lying. I mean, obviously, the only sack goes to Bell. Goes to B. Bell. Goes to Vernon Bell. Oh, Thomas is in the waiting room. Okay, we'll let him in in moments. But obviously, V. Bell gets the one sack. But I got to give it to Michael Hilton. I got to give it to Hilton. Six tackles, a pass deflected, no sacks, no interceptions. This guy looked like he was a tackling machine. A tackling machine. There you have it. There are the game balls for each team. We're going to welcome in Thomas. But as we welcome him in. For the final part of our final segment. We are now going to hear from. Quiet. 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 Shakir. Why Al Shakir? Uh, Shakir, I apologize as a Bills fan if I get the pronunciation of your name wrong. I really do. I, I I don't I don't intend to get people's names wrong. I really don't. So we're welcoming in Thomas as I send it off to Shakir of the Buff to the Buffalo Bills and Quail Shakir. Hopefully I get the name right and the pronunciation correct. But here is Shakir after the game. You guys were not expecting anything that maybe took off. Um, I feel like, you know, in a way we beat ourselves, you know, obviously their hats off to them. They're a really, really good football team. Um, but we know we can do a lot better. Um, and that's definitely, um, as the game went on, we just kept telling that message other that we, you know, we got this, we got this. At the end of the day, they played a great game. That was your first year, but when you put it in the context of what the expectations were coming into this year, 
how do you kind of summarize, you know, what happened? Um, I mean, I, I had a good first year, learned a lot from a lot of people on this team. Um, I could probably say I learned one thing from every single person on this team. Anybody? I mean, you guys held a tight one touchdown, 10 points, biggest game of the year. I mean, from what you've seen of your team and the way you guys have performed all year. And actually, we wanted to do a lot better. We know we can play a lot better. How much of that? We got a great start. And you guys were on your heels right away, both offensively and defensively. How much did that impact the way you guys played today? I just said pass off to them. They're, they're an amazing team. They're a great team. They definitely are. Again, who day chance? Who day? Who day? Who day chance? Who day chance? Who day chance? Okay. So there's some stuff that we're going to get into a little bit later, uh, but not as we record this podcast, but our podcast is getting noticed. So thank you to whoever sent that email and also talk to us on our website. We will check in with that and we may get back to you, but thank you to the man who sent the I who sent the email. Uh, WordPress has a lot has alerted us about that, and that coming that's coming from Solomon Islands. So again, welcome. If you are listening to our podcast, welcome. We hope that you'll join us for the remainder of what we cover here in sports. Thomas, time now for you to take the floor with giving us an update on who's in NFC Championship Sunday. And then as you and I look at our stats, we will we will uh, give game balls and stars of the game out to those we think deserve them in the NFC as we wrap up this show by 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 giving out are or by giving out a tee up of championship Sunday in the NFL. So Thomas, all right, everybody, it's time. Bring it, bring it to us. Bring it to us. Bring it to us. All right, everybody, it's time for the final. All right, everybody, it's time for the final piece of the puzzle. Only four teams remain. But only two can advance. Who will they be? Find out all the answers by watching Championship Sunday live on CTV or wherever you get your favorite games. The matchups include Eagles versus San Francisco, the Bengals versus Kansas City Chiefs. Four teams remain. Only two 
make the Super Bowl. But who will it be? That is up to us making our picks. That is up to us. A quick reminder to all those who are Cook fans that a show that recently came out last January is returning for a second season and it airs its second season immediately following the conclusion of this year's NFL Super Bowl featuring the halftime show of Rihanna. It's called Next Level Chef. The second season is premiering on the day of the Super Bowl, right after the Super Bowl. So make sure you mark your calendars. That's February 12th for Next Level Chef season premiere. Yes, mark your calendar. All right. If you even if you watched Next Level Chef, mark your calendars because Next Level Chef is back this February following Super Bowl Sunday. All right, so who's in, who's out? I already told you who's in and who is out, but I didn't tell you who's out. So let's re- so let's recap the playoffs as we know. Dallas sent Tom Brady packing in the Buccaneers. To face the San Francisco 49ers. The G-Men Giants sent the Vikings packing. I'll reveal the scores of who's in the offseason again momentarily, but I'm just telling you who's in and who's out. Then the Eagles. Sent the Giants packing by a whopping score. I'll reveal the score. In just a few minutes. Dallas got the boot by the San Francisco 49ers. And therefore, your 3 o'clock matchup right here on Fox, on Fox and CTV, is the... Philadelphia Eagles, number one seed versus the number two seed in the NFC Championship, the San Francisco 49ers. In the AFC Championship game, we have Jacksonville gone after taking down the Chargers on home field advantage. They lost to Kansas City, so therefore they are gone. Baltimore's gone, but so is maybe the Bengals. We won't know until the end of the AFC Championship matchup where the Bengals stand. 
also eliminated Miami. Who? Blake. Jacksonville. Had an interesting game. Buffalo is eliminated from the Bengals and the A the only two teams remaining in the AFC championship is the number three seed and the number one seed, the Kansas City Chiefs. So who will make it to the Super Bowl? Will it be the Bengals? Will it be the Chiefs? And whoever wins the AFC championship, will it either be facing them in the NFC championship, the Eagles of Philadelphia, or will it be the Niners? The results after those games hit final. Four teams remain, but only one can become a champion. With that, we send it back over to Scott as we get you set for the finish of today's show. Well, Bills Mafia, as I said earlier off the top of the show, that does it for the season. But if you still like football, even if you're a Bills fan, I've got some good news for you. Guess what? Even though we are ending the Bills post game and ending, and we are ending, yes, we are ending. it for the year with the NFL season coming to a close we will have two more editions of NFL post game post season post game is what we're calling it NFL playoff post game so before we wrap up here because obviously we're not doing the game balls for the NFC, but that's okay. Before I wrap up with my Bills sign-off for the season, I want to say that Thomas will be the host of this show. I will join him for the AFC. But Sunday, Championship Sunday, Championship Sunday, two weeks after next week, when we're down to two teams, I will be hosting, and Thomas and maybe Ali might join us. We will be hosting a pregame before Super Bowl and a postgame after Super Bowl, all airing in one full hour on Sports for Beginners of NFL postseat playoffs postgame and pregame, all in one hour. We will give you our picks. We will give you, we will give you our picks. We'll give you our take on how we feel this game is going to go based on the team seasons, whoever remains. And we will 
set up the game for you. Then, in the post-game show, we will hear from the head coaches of the teams. We will hear from their quarterback, players, and we will wrap it all up by letting you know that off-season content, whether you're a Bills fan, a Chiefs fan, regardless, it continues all off-season long. Bills postgame returns after their first game of the new season. And one more thing I'll add before we wrap it up. Well, this season may be over, but guess what? Bills are going to global games as they take a trip to London one time next season. When will that be? Find out when the full schedule comes out for next season. You've just listened to Buffalo Bills football on the Sports for Beginners podcast, and I am your host, Scott McGregor, saying that we will talk to you, Bills Mafia, after the next Bills game. But until that time, I am reminding you that it is not goodbye. It is until next time. We'll see you around, Bills Mafia, and go Bills. It is unfortunately the end of a season but guess what bills mafia if you want some bills content on this podcast and you listen to this podcast off season i will try my very best to bring in off season news as it happens and with that as i said before we'll see you around bills mafia thomas anything you want to say before or as a wrap up here Nothing very much other than catch me every Friday with Scott. Chiefs, Bengals, Eagles, 49ers fans. I'll see you after the game on right here in Sports for Beginners on Championship Sunday. So keep it loud, keep it proud. Because by the end of the because by the end of Sunday, only two are moving on. It's Wait elimination me. championship Sunday post game with me, Thomas McGregor, on the Sports for Beginners podcast as we put a bow on the NFL season. But for now, Bills Mafia, who are they going to be? You like hockey. If you like hockey action, Bills Mafia, join me every Tuesday or every Friday on Sports for Beginners and Tuesdays on, on, on my own podcast, On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast, as we get you ready and prepared for the coming of the beginning of the end in the NHL season and the beginning of Blue Jays baseball as we're getting close to spring training. Next stop, spring training. Until Sunday, Bengals, Chiefs, Eagles, and 49er fans, I'll see you there. And right here, for beginners. And on the note of Blue Jays baseball being in sight, 
we may not bring we may not bring you a Blue Jays baseball post game, but with our one with our one week shows happening on our Friday as we always do them. Now, guess what, fans? Not only are we going to be sending you into the weekend, but we're going to be doing a week a week recap of the week that was in Blue Jays. In Blue Jays land, that's going to be coming your way when we continue covering the sports here as Blue Jays season continue as Blue Jays countdown to the season continues. But as we wrap up here, will it be in the Super Bowl in Arizona? Will it be Joe Burrow in the bank? Joe Burrow in the Bengals headlining the Super Bowl against either Brock Purdy and the Niners, or will it be Rock Prudy versus Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? And if the Niners don't make it, will it be Joe Burrow and the Bengals versus Jalen Hurts and the Eagles? Or will it be Jalen Hurts and the Eagles versus Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Find out by the end of Championship Sunday, this Sunday. And we have it for you. Elimination Sunday. And we have it for you on another edition as we wrap up Bill's post game. We have it for you on another edition of NFL Playoffs Post game coming your way after the end of Championship Sunday. A quick, a quick final reminder as we send it off, as we send ourselves off to our outro music. A quick reminder: it's the NFC Championship game first at three p.m. Eastern time. Then it's Burrow. It's Mahomes. It's the AFC Championship game live in Arrowhead State at Arrowhead Stadium. Who at six thirty? Both will- games should be great ones. We will see you at the Super Bowl pregame show on Sports for Beginners podcast. I will see you at the NFC Championship postgame show on this. It. Sports Freakers podcast, and Scott and I will see you at the AFC Championship post game show here in Sports for Beginners podcast. Enjoy the games, teams that are still alive, and may the best football team win. Who will the AFC Championship? Good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck to all four teams. And with the final words, Scott. Who will ring supreme? Will it be Eagles versus Bengals? Or or Chiefs versus Eagles? Or Bengals versus Niners? Or Chiefs versus Niners? All of it's determined this Sunday. This Sunday. 
or represent the AFC? Will it be Kansas City? Or will it be Cincinnati? Who will represent the NFC? Will it be Philadelphia? Or will it be the Niners? Find out. Championship Sunday. We'll see you Sunday for that post-game show. Until then, we'll see you next time. See you Sunday. Thank you for tuning in to Sports for Beginners, the podcast with your host, Scott McGregor, for the post-game show slash pre-game show, which always comes before the post-game show. Now remember, fans, follow us on Facebook at our Facebook page, HTTPS colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports-for-beginners-podcast. Send a message to anchor.fm slash scott-mcgregor-sports and follow Scott at scottmcgregor3 on Twitter. Let us know what you think about the show. A rating and a review would be nice. But thank you once again for joining us on this podcast for the post-game show. And remember, before the puck drops, before they kick off, before they tip off, before they throw the first pitch, we bring to you the pre-game show on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. <laughs>